This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. This episode of the Ag Queen Podcast brought to you by the National Pork Board. Request your free on-farm sustainability report at porkcheckoff.org front slash sustainability. Today, my feature guest is Brian Keel. He is the executive director of the Agriculture Trade Education Council. We'll learn more about this organization in just a moment, but Brian, let's get started. Tell us a little bit more about you and your background. Sure. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on today, Lori. It's, it's a great pleasure. Um, so my day job, I serve as director of government and public affairs for a national uh, agriculture accounting and business advisory firm called Keiko Isom. Uh, it's kcoe.com. You can find the website. And Keiko Isom works all across the U.S. with uh, producers, uh, farmers, ranchers, up through ag manufacturing, uh, food processing. And we help people with everything from, again, their tax and audit needs to uh, sustainability planning, uh, succession planning, commodity hedging, sort of everything that, uh, that farmers, ranchers, and food, food uh, companies need to, uh, to run their business. Um, so in that role as Director of Government and Public Affairs, one of the projects I'm leading is the new Agriculture Trade Education Council, and I'm serving as Executive Director of that nonprofit. Is this a standalone nonprofit or is it under the umbrella of another company then? No, it's a standalone nonprofit. Oh. So it's it's incorporated as a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, it has an independent board of directors that includes representatives from uh, the uh, North American Meat Institute, uh, the uh, Fresh Produce Association of the Americas, uh, International Dairy Foods Association, Corn Refiners Association, uh, U.S. Grains Council, and then we have the director of uh, Washington State Department of Agriculture, uh, Derek Sanderson, on, uh, who's uh, obviously a member of NASDA. How do people find you and learn more about what you do as an organization? So we just launched uh, this nonprofit uh, this year, so we're brand new, uh, and we just did the public launch uh, just a couple weeks ago, so very new. And the mission of the Agriculture Trade Education Council is, as the name implies, to help educate people about international trade and how it works uh, and how people can get involved in trade. Uh, you know, 20% of U.S. farm revenue comes from exports. So $1 out of five, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, without exports, uh, the farm economy in the U.S. looks much different and much worse. So uh, we, want to, uh, we want to help people figure out how they can engage in trade. Uh, we want people to understand what U.S. trade law says uh, about remedies if other countries are not playing fair. We want people to understand what the World Trade Organization is, what a free trade agreement is. Uh, so that farmers, ranchers, food companies uh, can make better decisions and hopefully increase their exports. In order for a farmer or rancher or ag organization to work with you, do they have to meet a certain criteria? Do they have to answer questions? How does the process get started? Great question. So what we're starting with is we're, uh, we're uh, going to be hosting um, sort of trade 101 workshops. And we're gonna be doing those in partnership with ag commodity organizations or ag businesses. So uh, for example, if uh, uh, pick your organization, uh, wanted to host a meeting, has an annual meeting coming or is hosting an ag convention, they could bring us in to do a workshop and that could be open to their membership or their board or their senior leadership. 
Uh, so that would be a very easy way for a person in two hours or four hours to, uh, to, to get information about agriculture trade. In time, we hope to build out online modules so people can take classes at their own tempo and their own pacing, uh, and also have the website uh, serve as a clearinghouse of information on trade issues. Uh, but for now, we're really starting with these workshops uh, this spring uh, at ag, ag conventions. We'll continue with this show, but a quick word here from our sponsor. As a pig farmer, you know that sustainability is doing what's right for people, pigs, and a planet. However, doing what's right must be shared with today's savvy consumers to help grow public interest in pig farming while protecting your freedom to operate. To measure and document your farm sustainability efforts, the National Pork Board encourages you to create a free on-farm sustainability report. These reports can help increase production efficiencies and improve your bottom line. Request your free report at porkcheckoff.org slash sustainability. Brian, do you anticipate most of your clients being like single farm ranch entities or more like state departments of agriculture or other larger ag entities? Single farmer rancher entities, or are we talking more about like departments of agriculture or larger organizations? Well, you know, I think all of the above. I mean, I think a lot of farmers, it kind of depends on your crop, but a lot of the commodity crops, people don't think of themselves as exporters necessarily, right? They, they raise grain, they sell it to a grain elevator and they say, well, that's, that, that's as far as I see the product. And of course the grain, a good chunk of it then goes on a barge or goes, goes, uh, goes overseas, goes, uh, goes on a, a, a freighter. Um, so, so helping people understand what trade is and how it benefits them, uh, or in some cases, how it can be a challenge to them. I mean, it's both sides of the equation. Um, so it could individual farmers, I think, can definitely benefit from this, uh, just understanding how markets work and, and that can help them make better decisions about, you know, if they see a trade agreement is being negotiated, they might have a better sense of how likely it is to become law and, and actually be implemented and what commodities would be included. Um, so I think it's for everyone who's in food and ag, really. Does the Agriculture Trade Education Council work with USDA or other national organizations as a voice or even doing some lobbying to help not only with current trade agreements, but putting together future trade agreements, helping to write the rules or anything along those lines? So the Agriculture Trade Education Council is set up as a non-advocacy nonprofit. So it, it will not be lobbying. It will not be uh, advocating one way or another on trade deals. Our goal is just to provide information. We want to make sure that, that, that farmers and ranchers and food companies in the U.S. have easy access to the information. We'll continue with this show, but a quick word here from our sponsor. As a pig farmer, you know that sustainability is doing what's right for people, pigs, and a planet. However, doing what's right must be shared with today's savvy consumers to help grow public interest in pig farming while protecting your freedom to operate. To measure and document your farm sustainability efforts, the National Pork Board encourages you to create a free on-farm sustainability report. These reports can help increase production efficiencies and improve your bottom line. Request your free report at porkcheckoff.org slash sustainability. Brian, what are some common myths or questions that you get from people regarding agriculture trade? Well, I think there's a number, and uh, that's one of the reasons why we launched the Ag Trade Education Council uh, to, to help people. You know, number one, I think one, one misconception would be, well, what, what is the World Trade Organization? You know, it sounds, it sounds a little scary. Like, is, is this some 
international government thing that that is bad for us. And it's important for people to understand, well, the World Trade Organization is something that the United States helped create and launch post-World War II. And the reason we did it is because we wanted to regulate trade. We wanted to make sure that if, if we were uh, shipping food to, say, China, we had a remedy if China started rejecting our contracts or if China started saying, we're not going to accept your food because, you know, for whatever reason they would make up. So the World Trade Organization is really that kind of international referee that allows us to make sure that we can actually trade food without a rules-based system and a referee and a dispute resolution mechanism. It's hard to have effective trade. And again, that's trade is so important for U.S. farmers. So I think one, one piece that we're going to be focusing on is just helping people understand what is the World Trade Organization and why does it benefit farmers? But I think I don't think it stops there. I think, you know, a lot of farmers would say, I'm pro-exports, but I'm skeptical of trade. Like, like, you know, everyone likes to think about us selling food overseas, but, but do we like food coming in or do we like products coming in? And I think pe helping people understand what balance of trade means and that farmers in the U.S. get, you know, fertilizer comes in from overseas, chemicals that are used in our pesticides and our herbicides come in from overseas, tractor parts come in from overseas, steel that's used in everything from, you know, cattle guards to fencing comes in and grain bins. So international trade affects farmers both in terms of our ability to sell products and also the the input costs that that we have for uh, for running our operations. What are some other goals you have for the organization? Well, a couple things. Uh, our our long-term vision is we want to build out trade 101, 201, 301 sort of stepped up in complexity workshops so that that people can really become expert at trade. The Trade 101 workshop that we're working on right now is really kind of a survey of trade and, and helps people understand current issues and how trade agreements are negotiated. Um, in time, as I mentioned, we'd like to have online modules so people can take classes at their own time, that they can go to the website. Our website, uh, incidentally, is uh, agtradeeducation.org. Um, so we'd like to set up that website so people could go there and download a class, take it you know, after harvest is done. Take, it, take a couple hours and learn how trade works and be more effective uh, in your profession. We also want to, in time, launch um, uh, trade negotiation uh, sort of role-playing workshops where people can go in and do a practice trade negotiation and understand, you know, what is the U.S. trade representative? What's their job versus U.S. Department of Agriculture versus U.S. Department of Commerce? And what, what are the international bodies that are related to trade? How do these negotiations work? And and critically, how, how can everyday farmers get involved in negotiations and give their input uh, to, the, to our government about what we want to see from a, from, a, from a negotiation? Brian, what else would you like to mention about the organization or talk to us about that I haven't asked about? Well, I mean, I'd say a couple things. One is, you know, I mentioned 20% of farm revenue is from exports. Um, it's important for people to understand, you know, the top three countries where the U.S. exports food and ag products right now are Canada, Mexico, and China. Each of those, we export about $20 billion per year in products. Um, so those are the three that really are at the top of the list in terms of when you think about the volume of trade. They're not the only countries. They're not the, necessarily the only ones that we should be working with because we want to always expand markets. But you think about Canada and Mexico, well, we have the U.S.-Canada-Mexico agreement, which is kind of the new NAFTA. 
So that's one thing we'll be helping people understand is how does U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement operate and what does that mean for U.S. and Mexico trade? And then China, you know, President Trump uh, had, a, had a trade dispute with China. They entered into a phase one agreement. The Biden administration is now thinking about renewing that agreement. So we'll be helping people sort through, well, what does that mean? What is China committed to? What is the long-term goal for trade relations with China? Those are really the big three that are important for current exports. Based out of Sheridan, Wyoming, I want to thank my guest, Brian Keel, Executive Director of the Agriculture Trade Education Council, for joining me on today's podcast. For more information, be sure to log on to agtradeeducation.org. That wraps up today's interview. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast.